if there's one shortcut to this process, this entire process, uh, we 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 realized that you are always most powerfully positioned to serve the person you once were. Who were you? What mm. what what problem have you solved? What question have you answered? What challenge have you overcome? Welcome to the Think Marketing Podcast, the number one podcast for helping you grow your influence on YouTube and then turning that influence into a high impact and high profit online business. My name is Heather Torres. And if you're new here, I wanna welcome you to the podcast. We deliver a brand new episode every single Tuesday. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you're consuming this content from. And today's episode is brought to you by Grow With Video Live, our annual conference happening this fall in 2021. And I have some exciting news of a free ticket that you could win an all access pass. And I'll tell you more about how to do that after this episode. Now we're going to jump right into today's featured conversation with Sean Cannell and Rory Vaden. This conversation had me on the edge of my seat because I think if there's one thing you should be focusing on with your YouTube channel and your business, it is definitely your personal brand. Sean and Rory really break down exactly how to do this and the four steps to focus on if you're building a brand company. Now, you're on YouTube, you're creating content, which means you are a brand, whether it's your face or your company's face. And I want to make sure you get the most out of today's episode. So cut out distractions, lean in, and let's get into today's featured conversation. So how do you find and clarify your niche? How do you define your core message? How do you stand out amongst the competition and really build a powerful personal brand that breaks through the noise? If you want to do that this year, Rory Vaden is your guy. And I'm so excited to get into this conversation today. Um, he helps people launch best-selling books and courses, land high-paying speaking engagements, impact millions of lives, build reoccurring revenue streams, generate leads while you're asleep, get access to a network of industry leaders, build an online following, get featured in mainstream media. And all of that really comes from building a powerful personal brand. So I can't wait for this conversation with my friend, Rory Vaden. Rory, how's it going? Buddy, thanks for thanks for having me. I'm so excited about this. You know how much I love and respect what you do. So it's it's good to be back be back with you. Feelings mutual, and uh, I'm so fired up about this conversation. You know, if anybody's li listening to the Think Marketing podcast, they're already probably thinking in terms of the power of of a personal brand, of of branding yourself, of marketing. Obviously, it's the Think Marketing podcast. But as we go into a new year. Why personal branding? Why building a brand that cuts through the noise and really positioning your brand right? Right? Why does it matter right now? Well, I mean, I think the 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 personal branding is basically the digitization of reputation, right? Like reputation is something we all understand, and we go, yeah, we all have one, and we all need one, and it matters. When you hear personal brand, people are like, eh, I don't know, I don't really like social media, I'm too busy, blah, blah. but it's like, no, 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 personal branding is just the digitization of reputation. So whether you like it or not, you have to, you have to have one. And if, if ultimately, if people don't know about you, they can't buy from you. And so you are either actively influencing that conversation and you have a strategy for it or you're just letting it happen to you, which is not something I would recommend. Just like I 
would would say, you know, you should care about your reputation. You should care about your personal brand. Man, that's powerful. And I was reading on your blog and you talk about one of the biggest mistakes people make when building a personal brand, which is maybe one of the myths of why people think, hmm, well, I don't want to build like a personal brand. Like I'm not like an Instagram influencer. I don't need yeah. like to have like a web page all about me. People don't want to see pictures of what I'm eating during the day. Why, why would I need a personal brand? But that that is kind of the big mistake that you define on your 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 uh, blog. What is that mistake? Yeah. So, so, so the biggest mistake that people make with their personal brand is they make it about themselves. Your personal brand is not about you. Your personal brand is about the problem you solve in the service to other people. And the, the best piece of personal branding advice I've ever received, I wish this was a Rory Vaden quote, but it is not. Um, I can't take credit for it because there was a guy named Larry Wingett who uh, told me this when I was early in my career. He said, you know, Rory, the, the, the goal is to find your uniqueness so that you can exploit it in the service of others. That's what we're trying to do. Find your uniqueness so that you can exploit it in the service of others. And that was powerful advice. But ironically, Larry wasn't actually in the business of teaching people how to do that. He was just a speaker saying that that's what you need to do. And so when we started Brand Builders Group, this is this is our second company. Um, we sold our last business back in 2018. And so uh, we got we had to be in a new space, start a new business. We thought, gosh, this is what we want to help people do. We We developed a systematic process for how to find your uniqueness, how to walk any person through a, a series of questions is what it is. It's called the brand DNA helix to help you hone in and figure out what is unique about you. What, where is your superpower? And you know, that was, that was the start of start of brand builders group. And, and, and here we are. Man, that's so powerful. And I want to hear about the brand DNA helix and go through how I can find, you know, my core message, clarify my superpower and those listening, you know, we can kind of dial in our personal brand, but take us back for those that are meeting you for the first time. Sure. You've been on your own journey as a professional speaker, New York times, best-selling author. You've been in the court corporate space, fortune 500, all kinds of different things that you've done. What's been like your personal journey uncovering your own personal brand? Yeah, well, you know, I think the genesis of well, well, here's the thing is when I was 17, I had this calling on my heart. Like for me, I felt it was a calling from God. Um, and Brand Builders Group, we serve what we call mission-driven messengers. And so we we speak to people who have that kind of calling because I felt like I was supposed to go out and talk to the world. And for me, I was very clear on self-discipline. And so I was like, self-discipline is the thing I'm supposed to go talk about. And so my first company was DisciplineDynamic.com. Uh, it was terrible. You go to Discipline Dynamic and there was this lightning crash. <laughs> Discipline Dynamic. Um and uh, I mean, it was sweet. Like I look back on those days, they were sweet days, but um, I was very clear, but it, it, so I had that working for me, but nobody wants discipline. We know we need it, but we don't really want it. And people have to, you know, marketing is like, you have to give people what they want. That's, that's what is, is attracts them. And so some years later through the course of, of mentorship, you know, I had somebody tell me, Rory, what is the problem that you solve? Self-discipline is the answer, but what's the question? And that was a really huge moment for me was to figure out 
And this is, to me, the genesis of all personal brands is being able to answer this one question in one word. And most people cannot do it, which is what problem do you solve? And, you know, that question is difficult, but it's important because it helps you figure out what have I earned the right to like, what have I earned the right to talk about? What is the relevance of me in other people's lives? The intersection of that is at the problem I can solve for them. And so um, for me, back in those days, the problem that I solved was procrastination. And once we figured out that procrastination was the problem, I became just like we encourage people to do today is you have to become an ambassador of the problem, not just an ambassador of the solution because people buy buy solutions to problems more than they buy like luxuries. And so, you know, we studied procrastination. We did all these, you know, independent studies that got me on national TV. And that led us to coming up with the metaphor of take the stairs, which was the title of, of my first New York Times bestselling book, which was how I really broke through the wall is a metaphor for doing things, you know, you should do that you don't feel like doing, which is the message of self-discipline. But what I was selling was the problem of procrastination and people bought onto that. Um, and a lot of people struggle with that, Sean, because they they have too many messages to too many audiences, and they're not clear about what problem they solve. If you're not clear about what problem you solve, there's no way in hell your audience ever will be. There's no way your prospects ever will be. And so people just market a bunch of stuff about a bunch of stuff, and they are part of the noise. The reason you're caught up in the noise is because you're part of the noise. It's kind of like if you're, um, you know, if you're at a party and a bunch of people are chatting and we're all talking, you know, if you just come in and kind of like talk loudly, nobody will hear you. But if you like ping a glass of crystal, it has this piercing clarity that goes cuts right through the noise. And, and that's what you need. You need piercing clarity And most people don't do that work. And so they ultimately become part of the noise. They stay stuck in the noise and they never break through what we call Sheehan's wall to where they, 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 they break free of that and become the industry leader or the expert in their field, you know, et cetera. Man, that's so powerful. And you dropped a lot of nuggets in there. And I want to hear more about Sheehan's wall because where you said too many messages to too many different audiences and Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of people, we help a lot of people build their influence on YouTube and we want to talk about so many different things, make videos on so many different things. We're so many, we have more multi-passionate and even as entrepreneurs who are maybe trying challenge to come up with what is our message that's going to cut through the noise. So, so what is Sheehan's wall? Yeah. So, so Sheehan's wall is a, it's a, it's a, we we named it after a colleague of mine, Peter Sheehan, who originally kind of shared this construct with me, and then we've adapted it to fit personal brands. But it's super simple. It's basically in any industry or you know vertical or space, there's two groups of people. There's the unknown, and then there are the known. And most of us are unknown. We're trying to break through to become known. And so there's this huge, invisible, thick wall that is Sheehan's wall. And what most of us do when we start out is we we hear all these different ideas about all these things we could do to grow our reach, to grow our brand, right? And we're multi-passionate. 
So it's like, oh, I, I love leadership and communication and sales, or I love fitness and nutrition and mental health and, you know, spa days and lifestyle stuff. And so we have a lot of messages uh, to a lot of audiences. We hear all these different tactics like YouTube, podcasts, social media, blah, 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 email list, um, and all these different business models like membership site, video course, live events, um, you know, coaching programs, consulting, keynotes. And the problem is when you have diluted focus, you get diluted results. When you have diluted focus, you bounce off the wall. You, you, you absorb into the noise. You become part of the noise. And the way to break through Sheehan's wall, ironically, is to, is to talk about fewer things in fewer places. Um, to become the world's leading expert on one thing. And that is how you break through the wall. Now, it doesn't mean you have to only do that one thing forever. But that's how you break through the wall. Once you break through the wall and you're on the other side, you can expand into all sorts of different messages and business models, right? Like Oprah, Tony Robbins, you know, they can talk about all sorts of stuff. Gary Vaynerchuk's a perfect example of this. He talks about all sorts of stuff today. But in the beginning, he broke through the wall by talking about one thing, wine, on one medium, YouTube. And people forget that. Amazon broke through the wall as a company by selling one thing, books, right? Like we all forget it because now you buy like, you know, cars and laptops and your toilet paper all off Amazon. <laughs> but it's in the beginning, it was just books. So you have to become known for one thing and that's how you break through the wall. And so, you know, part of the work that we try to help people do is figure out what is their one thing that they could do to break through the wall. That's brilliant. And man, as the world gets noisier and as there's more options than ever before, Instagram, TikTok, podcast, clubhouse, you know, it's all over the place. And there's so much noise in the world. Diluted focus leads to diluted results. And so breaking through on the one thing is so powerful. It reminds me when I was on my personal journey of discovering this, um, and I just thought about my Instagram bio, and I was working at a church at the at the time, and my Instagram bio, I was a pastor, but I was also a content creator, um, and I was already helping people find cameras and stuff, and tapping my toes into what I'm doing today, but uh, I, I was so multi-passionate, and my Instagram account was not about who I served, it was about me. So I said, well, I'm a pastor, I'm a content creator, I'm a YouTuber, I'm a dog lover, I'm a music fan. And it was just this list about me. And when everything changed, Rory, was when I, I shifted and I changed my Instagram bio. And I just use that as an example, my email tagline, my social media profile across the board. And I galvanized the focus of my YouTube channel to I help people build their influence with YouTube. YouTube. And everything changed. Like it really was, it, it still took time and I had to build around that new clear message, but it brought so much clarity to my social media, it brought clarity to my strategy. And it absolutely led to where things were today. And even though I was actually doing that at the time, I was clouding my own message by making it about me. And I was bouncing off of Sheehan's wall. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you're a great example of this, Sean. I mean, I, uh, you know, the, the, for those of you, like for you listening, uh, I had one, one of my best keynote clients ever literally asked me the question, who do you know 
that is great at teaching people how to do video. And my brain immediately went to Sean. Right. And like we are getting to know each other, like we're pals, but we it's not like we're best friends. Like we've we've hung out a little bit. And but I could go, I was like, oh, you need Sean. And that's, you know, the human brain is a mental filing cabinet, right? And so you want to occupy one little box in their brain, like one little file in their brain where it's like, I need a surge, I need a orthopedic surgeon. Okay. Who do I call? I need a, a, a child, you know, a, a pediatrician. I need, I need someone to clean my carpet. I need someone to, you know, wash my car. There's like these little boxes. You need to own a box. It's like, you need to pick a box and own it. And so like at brand builders, this was a decision we had to make. We only work with personal brands. We do not work with companies. We know we can make a lot of money working with companies, but our passion is for the mission-driven messenger. The, the, we brand people. We brand faces. We work with individuals. Now, they could work at a company. I mean, all of them work at some company. Um, but, you know, you by turning away other things, you know, it's, it's weird because it feels like it would be limiting. It feels like it would cost you, but it's the opposite. You're serving a smaller audience in a deeper way, and that is depth and substance, and that's what creates the power and the force to break through the wall. Man, this is so powerful, and I'm excited to get into this brand DNA helix because we're uh, going to go through Rory's framework to help you clarify if you're like, okay, I want to break through the wall. I want to clarify my message. I want to figure it out. But um, we also have put together, Rory's got a, a way, if you want to talk to someone on his team to actually get clarity on this stuff, if you just go to freebrandcall.com forward slash think, um, you can, or check the show notes on the podcast or the YouTube video. I really encourage you, if you just actually want to connect with somebody that can help you galvanize and maybe bounce some of your ideas and your thoughts off them, that's freebrandcall.com forward slash think. And um, I want to hear about the brand DNA helix though. And yeah. I actually do have this written down. I was at an event uh, when you spoke with for Shalene Johnson and I was sitting next to Heather Torres and Melissa Caputo on our team. And we were like, this is gold. And so you kind of walked us through these questions and this framework. And so I'm excited for you to share it with the Think Marketing um, podcast. But yeah, what, what is the brand DNA helix? Yeah. So this is our framework for discovering your uniqueness. It's sort of the next step to Larry's advice of find your uniqueness so you can exploit it in the service of others. So it's six questions. Um, and basically, you know, we do one-on-one coaching. So if we were working with you one-on-one right now, we would ask you basically uh, us these six questions and you would brainstorm answers to the six questions. And then we would be looking, uh, we teach our strategists to look for what we call thematic overlap. So basically at the intersection of all of these answers is where your uniqueness lies. Um, And we actually already covered the first question. The first question is what problem do you solve? So you brainstorm a list of here's all the problems I think I could solve for people. you know, these are things I know something about that, that people struggle with that I could help them overcome. And you just come up with a list. The next thing you do is the second question is, what are you passionate about? And so you make a list of all of the things that light you up, that fire you up. And uh, we want you to look at things that you get excited about. But also, uh, one of the keys here is to look for 
what pisses you off what makes you mad like what makes you angry as well as what makes you sad like what makes you what breaks your heart what makes you cry like what is the thing where you look in the world and you go i feel so bad that that people struggle with this and those two questions what problems can i solve and what am i passionate about they're chorus they're they're kind of corroborative they you reconcile you know and that's how these six questions work is you're kind of reconciling and you're looking for the intersection um so those are the first two questions that's the, brilliant and you know it, it's interesting too because uh when i thought about video and i talk with like uh heather on the tour uh, heather Torres, the host of the think marketing podcast she has a heart of empathy. She definitely comes from like this female nurturing side, loves helping people get clear on certain things um, and might walk into an event and think about how the greeters greeted her or think about how, uh, you know, how people were, were, were responding in there. Conversely, she, that's kind of what she's noticing. And, and if and if the energy's off or something, it would piss her off. She'd be like, man, why don't they have people? Why is there no energy here or whatever? Conversely, if I walk in the same event, I'll be like, why is that LED screen like flickering? Why are the lights <laughs> turned off wrong? Yeah. Why is the audio so bad here? And sometimes you that's it's like, what do you notice? And and, and that's not necessarily we've all that's maybe been question. around people who are critical, but sometimes the thing you're being critical of is the thing you've been called to solve. Because you're actually, you start realizing like, okay, those are the types of the flow of and being in church communications and even being in communications. It went all the way back to getting started in a video. Just so interesting that that thing that makes you angry. And for some, it could be an injustices, right? It could be these things or, 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 or it could just be, I don't like it when people don't communicate clearly and they help people yeah. communicate clearly and structure their thoughts. Or I don't like it when, and it could be so many different things. What pisses you off? What makes you sad? It actually frustrates me and makes me sad if if people waste time in the beginning of their YouTube video. I'm like, you're wasting time on the hook. What are you doing? Some people are like, I thought it was fine. It wasn't a big deal. So interesting. Um, what problem do you solve? What are you passionate about? That's the first helix, right? Yeah. So the, the six questions work like a chromosome, right? In a brand DNA helix. So those first two kind of go together. Um, What's three and, and four? Uh, so three and four are, number three is, what do you research? So that is, what do you study? What do you learn about? This could be your formal education, but it's really more, what would you spend a Saturday afternoon learning about if you had free time and you would do it anyways? Like that's, that's going to point us towards your uniqueness. And right, like our team can't just look at you and tell you your uniqueness. We just, we have to like guide people through the process and we kind of like hold up a mirror and reflect it back to them. But, but, um, you have head knowledge, your uniqueness, whatever it is, you have head knowledge of it, which leads to question number four, which is what do you have results in? And results is different. That is ex not education, but experience. What have you actually freaking done? What path have you walked? Where do you have results? Um, and these two questions. You know, if the first two questions in the helix, a problem and passion kind of address like, um, you know, what, what do you want to talk about? These next two questions, research and results are sort of like, what have you earned the right to talk about? And if there, if there's one shortcut to this process, this entire process, uh, we, we, we realized 
that you are always most powerfully positioned to serve the person you once were. You're most powerfully positioned to serve the person you once were. One of the reasons we started Brand Builders Group, right, is because like I remember what it felt like to sit in an audience and look at the speaker on the stage and go, ah, that should be me. I remember walking through the airport and seeing the book on the shelf and being like, how do you get your book up there? Like my heart is so viscerally connected to that person. Uh, And then my wife, we, you know, we, we built our former company together and we stumbled through all of these mistakes and headaches to do it and just realized we could have done this so much faster if we would have had someone just teaching us, but nobody had kind of pulled all those elements together. And so, you know, that's who we serve because that's who we were. So who were you? What, Mm. what, what problem have you solved? What question have you answered? What challenge have you overcome? You're most powerfully positioned to serve the person you once were. So that's three and four. That's powerful. And the curse of knowledge, I know in our community happens all the time to where we have like uh, Nicole from Kids OT Help. She just crossed 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. She scaled her business past six figures. Um, She's done some brand collaborations, created her own courses. She's done a lot of things. Um, And she is the mother of a couple kids now. And she is a kid's occupational therapist, but it's really easy for people to count themselves out. Like, who am I to teach? What do I know? How do I, when, as she began to uncover that, she knows like secrets of just helping kids do tummy time and grow through those things though, you know, she knows secrets of breastfeeding and she just knows all these things that she's learned the hard way. She's put the time in the kids are still alive. And they're thriving, you know, they're thriving. She's and she, and then she, of course, is also a kid's occupational therapist, but so many listening. And I want to say this for the podcast, like that you sometimes can be blind even to the process that you've been going through, through the things you really have learned. It's, it could be just, it could be curse of knowledge. It could just be lack of confidence. It could be that generally we're afraid to put ourselves out there and be bold and crack kind of through that shell because turns out. I mean, Heather Torres is another great example as a homeschool channel that she kind of does on the side. And she just goes, I just don't know what I would talk and talk about. And I said, Heather, what are like the first five things I should know if I was going to be a new homeschool parent? She's like, oh, and she just could roll them off. I was like, what are the three mistakes that homeschool parent? She's yeah. like, oh, I'll tell you right now. She didn't have to prepare. She didn't need like notes. She could hit record. However, there was kind of that, that block there where sometimes we can be blind even to the fact that she had read 10 books on homeschooling, knew more. They say, right, Rory, that if you read like a book, you know more than 75% of the population. If you <laughs> yeah. read five books, you know more than 99% of the population. Just That's on a subject, like just by going to Amazon and and ordering Rory's books on procrastinating a purpose and take the stairs, you would know more about procrastination and self-discipline than 99% of the world. But yet we so easy for us, right, to to be blind to our own results. Have you noticed that that kind of curse of knowledge, lack of confidence in those that you work with? Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's a conscious like imposter syndrome, like, oh, I'm not good enough because I'm not a doctor. Right. But remember, you you only feel fear when you're thinking about yourself. Fear is so self-centered. Right. People don't need experts. People need help. They don't need experts. They need help. They don't ultimately care what your credentials are. They care, can you help me? Do you can you guide me? Can you lead me? And when you think about your audience, 
you don't have that imposter syndrome. But I, but I, I think another version is what you're kind of talking about, Sean, which is more of the like, I'm not an expert on anything. And you go, you totally are like you, you, everybody has done, you've been through something. What have you been through? You just don't realize the depth of it because to you, it's the curse of knowledge. Um, and so I think that, you know, ask yourself, who were you five years ago? Who were you maybe 10 years ago and go, that's the person that you can reach. And by the way, when we get to marketing, which is a phase two conversation. So the brand builders curriculum is actually four phases. Phase one is brand positioning. That's what we're talking about right now. There's a whole bunch of other stuff that comes later, but when you get to writing copy, you know, the best copy sounds like you're in the head of the person and you can do that because you actually were that person. Like, you know what that person needs to hear. So, um, you know, and in, and it's it's also like, what's the thing you never get sick of learning about? You never get sick of talking about. Like th those are, you know, that that's where it is. Like that's 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 the uniqueness. That is fire. Other, well, hey, we got five and uh, six. We do. Okay, so other than okay, so that is the uniqueness. Other than questions five and six, which are really important because they address an actual really important part, which is, can you make any money with this? Um. And this is where we're going to like, you know, balance the like passion with, can you make a real business out of this? So questions five and six are about money. Question five is what are all the things people would buy from you? Um, and we teach that there are basically only five ways to monetize a personal brand. We call them the paids. There's five ways to get paid um, from a personal brand. So it's an acronym. The P is products. You can take your pile of followers and you can sell them a physical product like a book or a clothing line or some equipment or whatever. The A in paids is ads and affiliates, which is interesting. Um, you know, so one of our big friends and clients, Lewis Howes, this is his business model. Lewis doesn't, he does sell some stuff to his clients, like to his audience. But the number one thing Lewis sells is access to his audience. It's the people who sponsor his podcast, uh, the School of Greatness, which is a monster podcast, right? So ads and if, if you're good at throwing a party, but you don't really love selling stuff, you might look at ads and affiliates. That could be a great model for you. If you're a great inventor, you might look at products, uh, you know, or, or like you could do a day planner. Um, one of our, our friends, Michael Hyatt, has, sells day planner. Shalene has a planner, uh, physical product. The I is information. So this has obviously been a burst, uh, is to sell information products, which would be video courses, membership sites, assessments, certifications, um, there's been an explosion of information products because they're super valuable and they're, you know, fairly low cost to create. Uh, and, and those are really great. Uh, the D in paids is deals. So a deal is third party deals where you are paid from a third party for the creation of some piece of art, regardless of how well it performs. So it's a TV deal, a book deal, a brand deal. You're getting paid a flat fee, um, or a guaranteed advance. And sometimes you get royalties in addition to it. Uh, usually that's for more mature brands. And then the S is services, which is always the fastest path to cash is to sell your time for money. If you need to make money quickly, I'm telling you the fastest way to get there 
is to sell your time, to be a fitness trainer, to be a coach, to be a consultant. The problem is long-term, it's the least scalable. So services are a great way to monetize your personal brand. In fact, you know, we work with a lot of like direct sales companies and stuff because, you know, the, 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 the best way to make money is to just take your personal brand and use it to sell the thing you're already doing. Like you already, if you already have some business or you have a direct sales, you know, side hustle or something, you could just use your personal brand to grow that thing. Um, but if you're trying to like, you know, if you have a corporate job and you really want to start something, you probably want to look at services first. That's how you're going to make enough money to pay your bills to break free. But then long-term, you have to look at scale, which takes us to question number six. So question number five is what are all the things people would buy? which are the paids, and you're going to look at not all of them, right? We're looking at one to start, pick one, not, it's not about all of them. And then question six is what business do you really want to be in long-term? So that's a different question is going, okay, well, short-term, I need to do something to make money, but long-term, what kind of lifestyle do I want to have? And this is where we encourage people to look for what we call dares. So the dares are the characteristics of awesome business models. So dares is also an acronym. It stands for digital, automated, recurring, evergreen, and scalable. If there were a perfect if there were a perfect business model, it might be completely digital. It has no physical inventory, warehousing, cost of goods. Um, it would be completely automated and self-serve where you never had to talk to your client. They could just service themselves. It would be recurring. So people would just pay every month for that thing. It would be evergreen, meaning you never had to update or change the product. And it would be infinitely scalable. You could have millions of followers, millions of customers without adding any additional overhead. Um, now that business model doesn't exist. Um, the truth is it's it's all about what do you want to trade off? Uh, Netflix though is probably the closest to it. But even Netflix isn't evergreen because they have to upload new content all the time. But Netflix is probably the closest that we have found. Um, but But ask yourself, of the dares, what what do I have natural strengths in and and natural you know my team is well suited at creating digital or physical, um you know automated or high touch high customization, uh recurring or just one time pays you know and you just kind of like so you gotta we help people sort of think through the inventory again, it's there's not a perfect answer, there's only a perfect answer for you. It's not about finding the truth. It's about finding your truth. It's your uniqueness that we're, we're, we're looking for here in, uh, with the Helix. Man, so powerful. The six questions and just some fire on monetization there. Um, and I love that by, by really using every single question to find the thematic overlap to dial in your monetization, to dial in your brand positioning, to dial in uh, what problem you're going to solve. And again, I do want to encourage you. Rory is a super world-class individual and we align on so many things, not just world-class in business, but in family life, values, faith, all those types of things. And um, uh, have gotten to connect with him multiple times. So if you feel like you want more help and we're only on one step of like four steps, right? 
uh, you do, you've got a whole team that can really help people get clarity for free. And of course there's ways they can work with you and stuff like that. But even if they just want to get some clarity and really explore, um, this process with somebody who can absolutely pull back kind of the confusion and, and really break through the noise. And even for people that are far along, cause as, even as I go through this, I'm like, man, we could dial this messaging in. We could dial our copy in. We could dial some things in. So freebrandcall.com forward slash think. Of course, that's in the show notes. If you do want to uh, get some clarity to dial in your personal brand, you mentioned now though, this is just that first pillar because what are the four stages of actually building a high impact, high profit personal brand that you take people through? Yeah. So in interesting. And uh, yeah, so we, you know, we do one-on-one -on -one coaching, as you mentioned, and the first call we do with people is like an introduction, first call free, get to know you a little bit and, and, and help you sort through some of this. Um, so if you were, you really want to zoom out big picture here for a sec, cause you and I have never talked about this actually, like, but um, so when you look at breaking through Sheehan's wall, brand builders group, actually are, we have one curriculum that is subdivided into four phases and each phase actually has three courses. So our full curriculum is 12 different two day experiences. So we have a ton of stuff that we take people through, which is one of the reasons why we give away so much. Cause it's like, we can't, we can't give it away like fast enough. Like there's a ton, but, um, so phase one is what we call the branding phase. It's all about finding your uniqueness and it's about your positioning. How, where do you sit in the marketplace? And it's, uh, you know, I love how my friend, uh, Sally Hogshead describes this. It's like, you want to neatly position yourself inside of a box that people understand, but then you want to clearly differentiate yourself from everyone else who's in that box with you. Um, we do that in phase one. Um, in phase two, we call that the marketing phase. This is traditionally what people think of when they think of personal branding. This is where we talk about funnels and email copy and websites and social media and podcasting and video um, and, uh, and also getting booked as a speaker. It's like, how do you market yourself? But one reason why a lot of people fail is because they skip phase one and they try to go straight to phase two. They immediately like, I need to get my website launched. But it's like, you don't even know what to say. Like you don't even know what words need to be on the website. Why are you so concerned about getting it launched? And it's just because that's what we see everybody doing. Um, you know, and Rory, just to cut in there. I mean, that was a bomb right there on the podcast. Like if you're not doing not just the right things, but in the right order, and it actually becomes the wrong thing. If you start, you, you, you run out without fully having clarity and clarity is power. Clarity is really that first step in uncovering that in that messaging phase. Okay. I love that. So then what's the next phase? Yeah. So that's phase two. Um, and phase three is what we call selling. Um, so phase three is where you've built, you've built a fire in phase one and phase two. Now we're going to throw gasoline on the fire and to what you just said, Sean. So this is where we introduce paid traffic. We teach people how to analyze paid traffic campaigns and they learn their, you know, their, their, you know, CAC and their LTV lifetime value and cost per, you know, cost per click and, you know, uh, client acquisition costs and all that all of that stuff to throw fuel on the fire. We teach, that's where you learn about doing affiliates. That's also where we teach uh, one of the courses is called bestseller launch plan. And we talk about 
moving from self-publishing to traditional publishing and how does the New York Times list work and and when should you use a New York publisher and what what's the Wall Street Journal bestseller and how do you do that? Um, and then we also talk about high dollar offer sales there um, in selling. And then in phase four, phase four is what we call scaling. Phase four, um, our flagship course is called Eight Figure Entrepreneur, which you could actually think of these phases is 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 this way. You know, it's like you know, phase one, you're just getting started. Phase two is become six figures. Phase three is grow to seven figures. Phase four is eight figures. And and um, you know, my wife and I have built five different seven figure companies and one eight figure company that we sold um, back in 2018. And so we talk about. There's a big difference between being a personal brand and scaling a personal brand into a business. Uh, you know, our our former company had 200 people, right? And you know, you this is where you go. How do you become Dave Ramsey with a thousand employees, or a Gary Vaynerchuk, or um, you know, Oprah? Like these huge, huge uh, brands that reach millions of people. It's not just them, right? And it's not a little team. It's a it's a big team. It takes a big team to make a big impact. And so that's what phase four is all about. We also teach people in phase four how to recruit and build a sales team because typically by that point, to get to an eight-figure business, you're usually having to, to supplement marketing with sales, uh, a true dedicated sales strategy, which is actually what we spent our whole past life doing. We used to only do sales. Brand Builders is more of a marketing, you know, company, but that's the, that's the big picture, man. And, and then, and then you kind of like, you know, a lot of the clients we work with who are more of the like celebrity type, they kind of are repeating the cycle. So they've already done it once and now they're reinventing their next business or their next book or their, you know, their next thing. Man, that's brilliant. And of course, you're breaking down your business model and how you can help people in this side of uh, what you do with Brand Builders Group. But there's so much value in there. And I think that's a kind of a good question of the day is thinking about what stage are you in? Are you in that branding, getting clarity stage? Are you in that needing to master marketing and maybe scale to six or beyond in that selling, mastering sales and paid traffic to your point? Absolutely. It's like gasoline on the fire. But just like the mistake, Sometimes a lot of people in our community and even in like our inner circle program and different things are like, hey, can how do you do Facebook ads? How do you do Instagram ads? How do you do Google Display Network? And the question is, are you even ready? Like, have you proven yeah. your message? Have you proven your offer? Have you proven your product? If you're not yet, if you're not yet optimizing every YouTube video organically, you're not ready for that. Like, why would you not do the free thing first? Hmm. Um, and everyone wants to skip over that. Skip yeah, over so that I love those steps. And obviously we can get a lot of value out of those. Um, again, I could, we could talk obviously endlessly about all these different stages and all, and all these details. So we definitely have to have you back on uh, the Think Marketing Podcast. Uh, and if you want to connect more with Rory, of course, all of his details are in the show notes wherever you're watching or listening to this. And if you do want to jump on with a free call with one of his strategists, uh, links are there as well for that. Can't recommend it enough. We've had uh, people uh, in the past when we recommended that on a different video that got so much value out of connecting with Rory and his team. And so uh, freebrandcall.com forward slash think. Rory, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast today. 
man, it's such a privilege. I, I respect what so much what you're doing. And I learn from you. Like I actually follow you. Um, you're just the epitome of just giving value and clarity and focus and over delivering. And, uh, you know, the last thing I would just leave y'all with is if you feel any fear or reluctance to, to go out and build your personal brand, it's because you're thinking about yourself. But if you feel that calling on your heart, we believe that is the result of a signal that's being sent out by somebody else. And there's somebody out there right now who needs you much more than you need them. So think about that person and go find them. Wow. Rory and Sean's conversation for me was so enlightening. I think, you know, we talk a lot about clarity here at Think Media and Rory just really took it to another level for me specifically. And I hope for you as well. And when I think about some key points that I wrote down that I want to make sure that you get into your notebook was you need to get clear on the exact problem that you solve. And you know that we teach this here at Think Media, but it's even just one level deep of what's your superpower? What is the thing that you are just so good at and that you could help people with? And I loved that Roy really carries the same spirit that we have here at Think, which is all about helping the people in your tribe. Who are you helping and how do you help them is the main question that we ask here when we're helping our clients get clear on their YouTube channels or how they want to grow their business on YouTube. And so I really hope that you take some time to evaluate that. You know, a lot of times we listen to podcasts and we just move on to the next one, but I want to encourage you to take this podcast like a mini course and actually spend time answering these questions. So who do you help and how do you help them? And then the last thing is to remember that your personal brand isn't actually about you. Was that an enlightening point for you as well? I think for me, when I think about what should I be posting on social media or what type of content should I be creating? I don't want it to be about me. I want it to be about the person I want to help. And I think that the the big piece where he said about fear is when you're making it internal, man, that really just breaks down some barriers. So I hope that you pick up your camera this week. I hope that you press record and you start creating content for the people that need you the most. And we're going to continue this type of clarity conversations at our annual conference, Grow With Video Live. You have an opportunity right now to win an all-access pass to our conference that's going to be happening virtually, which means you can attend no matter where you live in the world this fall of 2021. There's a couple things you have to do to enter to win this exclusive all-access pass. So make sure you go to thinkmarketingshow.com. I'll have that linked in the show notes below uh, here on the podcast podcast as well as on YouTube, wherever you're consuming this content on. And all you need to do is rate and review the podcast. Why rate and re review it? Well, because that allows us to see who's part of our community here on the podcast. We get to hear your testimonies on there and learn what type of content you love uh, for us to be creating. But it also helps to put this in the feeds of those other creators just like you. So if you rate and review this podcast, it helps us get the message of what we're trying to do here at Think out to other people. So if you want to enter to win one of those all access passes, all you need to do is rate and review over on iTunes and make sure you go to thinkmarketingshow.com for all the details to enter this amazing giveaway. 
One of my favorite things to do here on the podcast is to read these reviews. And today's review and shout out goes to Whatever Works 234. They said, Dropping Growth Bombs, such a great podcast. Very encouraging for me in this journey, as well as helping me strategically grow my channel and more importantly, myself. Thank you so much for leaving that comment. That really is our heart here at Think Media. It's to help you have personal life change. And we want that to happen through growing your influence on YouTube. There's never been a better time right now for you to be creating content and helping people through the power of video and creating freedom-based filled businesses. I don't know if that makes sense, but basically it just means that I am so excited that whatever works 234 said that not only is it helping them grow their channel, but also themselves. This is the journey that I've been on. And I just want to help share the things that I've learned. And Sean wants to share the things that he's learned along this journey of growing you of growing on YouTube. Well, that wraps up today's podcast. Make sure you tune in next Tuesday for another fire podcast. I can say that because I've already listen to it. So make sure that you are here next Tuesday and we'll catch you in the next episode.